like this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dude to Bet Sports show for another Thursday. Papa Dude, how are we? Here we are, number two. You dressed up for this one. What do you mean? You you look nice. You've dressed up. Well, I don't know. I, I just got done mowing. Okay. And so I just put on a shirt and I really don't I can't I, I can't tell you why. I just <laughs> it was just sitting there and I said, I kinda like that shirt. So I put it on. It's a nice shirt. <laughs> people people will enjoy the shirt. Uh yeah, listen. It's gonna be a fun show. We're gonna do a real relaxed show today. You know why? We always I'm do. Real, I'm real relaxed. That's why. We always do a relaxed show. No, it's gonna be more relaxed than ever. So we don't take it as serious as some people. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, it's gonna be good. We're gonna do Oakland handicap. We're gonna do the Bath House Rose Stakes, uh, and we're also going to do. Uh, um, NHL playoffs, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And Bree brings it up. Did you buy the Rockets today, Bree? And did you hit that pick three at Keeneland? I'm guessing that's what you're talking about. So yeah, the Rockets. Real quick, I'll address uh, what what uh, she's talking about there. I, I've always liked doing the Rockets, but as you know, Papa Dude, pick fives, you go in slumps sometimes, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody, it's it's hard. It's hard to hit them. Yeah, and um. I have been. Oh, great! You did. That's awesome. So she just hit for three seven three hundred seventy eight bucks. Also, we're alive in this big five. But I anyway, she loves it. <laughs> I I just looked at it as a whole and I said, all of our products, not not like the main premium product, but the rest of them, really put you in a box in what you're supposed to do. And I said, we got to make it more like the Bible, make the rockets more like the Bible that we did, the the, the betting Bible, not the actual yeah. Bible. Where, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we have the flexibility to do what we want to do and how we like to play. Like the old Rockets was pick fives and pick fours. That's the product. I said, okay, take the pick fives, keep them. They're still a very good wager, a profitable wager. I said, supplement them with pick threes or daily doubles or even win bets, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of supplement, hey, when we go on a slump with our pick fives, these are the little bets that you can make that are more profitable than just playing a pick four. So Today was the first day we really tried it, um, and we hit a $378 uh, pick three uh, races two through four, and, and it, it, it singled American Rascal, the horse we'll talk about in just a second, mm -hmm. and then it went three deep by four deep, a $12 uh, ticket, but we played it for $3, right? So a $36 ticket pays $378, and we had American Rascal, and we, turned, we turned a one to two shot into yeah. $378. So that's exactly what I was trying to get at in the videos. It's like, that's perfect. That's what we wanted. Yeah. That's how we like to play. That's that's where, that's where we're at our wheelhouse. Right. So it worked out. And we also hit a $270 pick three at Aqueduct today as well. Really? So, so far, so good. Now, of course, every day is not going to be like this. You're no. going to miss your pick threes as well. If your strong opinions don't come in, you're going to, you're going to go wrong. You're going to miss them. And that's part of it. Yeah. But. This is going to be a way more profitable long-term venture doing it this way. I can guarantee it. Why? Because we've been tracking this. We've been trying to do this. 
And finally, I was like, we need to do this. This is what we're going to be. Let's, that's our wheelhouse. So anyway, off to a good start. Sorry, long, long thing there. Bree just got me thinking about it. But let's talk about that horse that started off that pick three. Let's talk about American Rascal. Wow, that was awesome, wasn't it? Oh, wow. And and, and you guys, uh, uh, Mike brought it up on The Daily Show. And uh, I think it was Mike, wasn't it, that brought it up? Or was it you? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, mentioning the breeding of this horse with Curlin and Lady Aurelia. And uh, she, uh, he didn't disappoint. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go somewhere where you can watch it. I mean, find a site you can watch it, go to Twin Spires or whatever, and watch it and just watch the horse go. Just turn that horse loose and really didn't do anything. One by what? Ten lengths? Yeah. As, as many as she, he wanted to. And by oh. the way, if you want to go look at that replay, right after the show, go to our own site, racingdudes.com. Magic's okay. got the replay up. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it, it's it's unbelievable. The horse was just incredible. And what kind of breeding, what else do you want? And I think wasn't – I heard it I heard it when I watched the replay. I, I, I didn't quite understand it. But was that the first uh, – what do you call it? The female was Curlin. Her, her first, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was the first one was Curlin, right? And I said like seven years ago, that very day, a Curlin Lady Aurelia horse did the same thing. Yeah. So it's, uh, no, it was. It no, was, it was Lady Aurelia. Lady Aurelia. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Lady Aurelia was a great horse for uh, Wesley Ward. They bred mm -hmm. her to Curlin after she retired. And yes, she produced uh, this horse, American yeah. Rascal. Yes, you're correct. What you just said yeah. is correct. Seven days of the day since she did the same thing at Keeneland. Right. It looks like she has reproduced herself because that was really something. Oh, you don't yeah. see that very often, right? Where they were and horse as good as them. This this Curlin stallion, this guy, this horse is just unbelievable. Yeah. Just keeps putting them out year after year after year. Got to go down in history as one of the greatest, not only horses, but stallions of all time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dennis says, what would you do if that was your horse and you were Wesley Ward? Well, Wesley Ward's going to send that horse to Royal Ascot without any doubt, at least in my mind. Yeah. That's what he does. Um, and look, if I if I own the horse and I gave it to Ward, I would just assume that's where we're going, and I wouldn't really think much of it. I think that's where that horse will go. Um and I think he'll be really, really tough in uh, whatever race they put him in over there. So, and then they'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. Then you just go from there and try to work. You know, th they work to Ascot, and then after that, they'll work backwards from the Breeders' Cup. So, yeah. Oh, he already said the Norfolk. Okay, well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And if it was me, I'd take him over there as well. I'd yeah. The thing is, <laughs> these guys know more about it than we do, mm -hmm. and they know whether this horse can go the distance or not. Mm -hmm. And I bet you we'll see it before too long. Yeah, if he can go longer, they'll they'll stretch him out after Ascot oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob says, "Good luck with this turf sprint. Getting ready to go at Keeneland. We are live in the pick five to one, two, eleven, and twelve. And kind of the beauty of it is, we grabbed a lot of money on the sequence with that pick three, and that is the whole point because this is a very difficult race. And so, if you're not structuring that pick three, it's all or nothing right into this race. And hopefully we hit it. I'm not, I, I think we've got a good shot to hit it, but if we don't, that's the point of playing the pick threes like we did 
You've already got your money. You're already this profit. This sequence of five races will be a profitable sequence. Right. No what happens here? This will just be the cherry on top. But a very tough race. We'll keep you updated on that. They're getting ready to go into the gate. So one, two, 11, 12, what we need to finish the pick five. All right. Let's get to Oakland. What do you say? Are let's you ready? So you're possibly going this weekend, correct? I would say the weather's looking great. So, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I hope you go. All right. Here we go. Oakland Handicap. Million-dollar race going a mile and an eighth. It's not the biggest field. It's just a field of seven for this grade two race. But it's seven pretty good horses. Mm. This is a really fun group. The favorite, la oh, excuse me, the favorite charge it at eight to five. Last Samurai, who's won two in a row at Oakland, two to one for the coach. All right, Papa Dude, where are we going? Well, you know, last week we were saying uh, the the Apple Blossom four horses had two really good ones. Didn't disappoint us. What a race that was. Mm -hmm. And this one has drawn better, I think, because we have some really good horses. We got we got four really good ones. Maybe you could even say five. Maybe you could even say six. Yep. But uh, there's four that I think kind of stand out in this one. And you just got to kind of decide how the race is going to go, This the pace, blah, blah, blah. The interesting – to me, the seven horses, it's just really – Interesting to me. I, I just struggle with this horse. Um, lightly raced. You know, there has to be issues with this horse. Would you not agree? Yeah, it seems it. Yeah, I mean, you know, won the Dwyer, uh, Dwyer in July by 23 links and didn't run again until February the 5th of this year. Mm -hmm. That's odd, don't you think? Mm -hmm. So... Comes in at an eight to five favorite, probably is the most talented horse, I would say. But he's coming off an allowance on February the 5th. Hasn't run since February the 5th mm -hmm. at Gulfstream. Won an allowance. You would have thought they would have had stakes in between that then and now. So it's obviously a horse that needs time to recover after a race. Um, I have trouble betting those horses. I, I just do. Now, a lot of people don't, but I do. So I'm wary of him. He's speed. If he gets the lead, he's going to be tough. I mean, he's we've seen him. He he's talented. Mm -hmm. So you got to you got to look at him. Then you got the two that are coming in from California. This Stellata Boy and Proxy. So we got the pick five. I see. Yep, they are still alive for the pick five. <laughs> so you got Stellata Boy and Proxy, who are one and the same. I think they're pretty much you know. Yeah. One of them's. Good as the other one. And then you got Last Samurai, the Oakland favorite, who has ran four extremely good races at Oakland, so loves the surface and has ran really, really well and is in great form. So you got to just, to me, those are the four. Do you like anything else besides those four? Uh, yeah, I think you've hit, hit it on the head. I think you're right there with what, uh, what we need to be looking at in this race. I, yeah. I do. I, I will say this. I'm not going to be shocked if somebody outside the realm of what you just said wins, but I do think those are the ones, right? Um, yeah. I, I really like charge it in the spot. I think he's got a pace advantage over the rest of these. I think stretching back out to two turns will help him a little bit here, but I don't think he's a slam dunk. Yeah. I, I just think that last race was not great. 
And he's been, I, I guess we could say it now, he's just kind of been a little bit inconsistent. At times he's really shown out. Mm-hmm. At times he just hasn't been great. But uh, I know Pletcher was pretty confident in him right after that race at Gulfstream where everybody was kind of down on him. Pletcher said, oh, he'll be all right. We're going to go to the Oakland Handicap. And, you know, we think he'll move forward off, off of that. So you got you know, that's some good news. But uh, he he's a he's ugh, I don't know. Um, well, he's you're saying the same thing I am. I just not confident in, at eight to five. Yeah, I, ultimately I might end up going somewhere else if he gets bet down much more from that. Um, yeah, eight to five I would still play. Six yeah. to five even money. Ooh, it starts to get a little dicey because you do have a, a horse like Last Samurai. Mm-hmm. And this horse has won two in a row and has looked so good. But again, he's another one at two to one. Yes. He may get back down lower. He might. Can D. Wayne win three stakes in a row? That's I don't question. know. That's a big issue. I don't like him at two to one. A little surprised he is at two to one. Yeah. I guess it's because it's Oakland. Why he's well, I think he one. deserves to be, though, don't you? I mean, yeah, probably because he's ran so well there and he's in great form. Mm-hmm. Uh, his last four races, you know, he, I think it was a $250,000 stakes. Uh, he, he was second. And then he was fourth at the Pegasus. And he ran pretty well. Then he's won two straight grade threes at Oakland. That's not easy to do. And you're right. Three in a row would be unbelievable. Uh, I see. To me, there's three horses that are speed. Be the three, the six, and the seven. That's the way I saw it anyway. Those three, I think, are the, the speed of the field. He likes to run people down. Last mm-hmm. Samurai does. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could come off the pace and nail one of those. Uh, Proxy's another very interesting horse, really consistent. You know, he's one of those, I, how, do you, how do you describe him? He just, he's in the field, but you don't really know this, notice him too much. He doesn't stand out. Yeah, it's because he has trouble winning races. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, but he's there. You know, he's he going to be there, there. yeah. That's how I described him in the video I did for the, this yeah. uh, race. I said, yeah. he's going to be around. He, he, if you bet him, you're going to think you've got a shot. You yeah. Know, whether he wins or not, who knows? But four to one makes sense. I want to talk about this horse real quick. Stiletto okay. boy. He's yeah. kind of another one, right? He yeah. always shows up and runs well. And he's he does. one here. Coming off a big win. I wouldn't hate him at eight to no, one. No, not at eight to one. No. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm the same way. Uh, so this is a great race, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it might be wise to try to beat the two favorites. You know, just try to beat them. And, and like uh, whoever that was, it's a lot of boy. If he stays eight to one, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. throw some money on that horse because that horse is good. I think that horse should be less than eight to one. It definitely feels like a race where it really depends on who's taking the money, determining kind of where you want to go. And yeah. I don't always like that, but in a race like this, it does kind of make sense when you can't separate a lot of them. You know, like yeah. if I loved Charge It, I wouldn't mind if he goes to even money here. I play right. him, but I don't. I don't love him. You know, he's just there's too many question marks about him. Mm-hmm. He yep. doesn't always run well, but yep. then sometimes he does. Yep. But the fact I can't get past is he's not sound. There's something weird about this horse. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And 
I struggle with a horse that's not. There's just too many question marks for me yeah. at a low price. I mean, I've seen him at his best, and he's damn good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think Special Golden Kitten is right. Yes, the Dwyer of 2022 was spectacular, but it, it was once, and you know, he had a, he's had a couple other races that weren't like to that level good, but were good, really good. Well, are there any reasons why he didn't run the rest of the year? I can't think of a one yeah, unless he's hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. so He's come back decent. Like his first race out was decent. His yeah, second well he race, he lost the race, but he also lost to a horse that was really, really in form and really running well. So he didn't have an excuse for losing, but he didn't lose to nothing, basically. Right. But this it's, is this is a tough race. It is. Yeah. And I just can't get behind him. Mm-hmm. At that kind of price, even though I, I, I think Pletcher's fantastic and, and Louis riding him yeah. and, and and he's shipping him in here. So he obviously thinks he can win this race. He wouldn't mess with it if he didn't. Do you think Louis Saez is the best jockey in the country right now? Well, I <laughs> you know me, I don't rate jockeys. I mean, I I he's definitely top five. I mean let, me, guy, re let me rephrase it. Uh because I know you don't, you you are very much a, it is the horse, right? Yes, and, absolutely. And I, I don't disagree, but let me rephrase it this way. When you're betting on a horse mm -hmm. and you see Saez as a board, doesn't it, does it give you an extra, hey, that's, that's, that's really good. Well, it's, com it's comforting. Yeah. How about that? I, I, yes. I, I think I, what I love about him is he can, and, and Jared, that's why I brought Jared Rogers uh, comment up. He can judge what the seven's gonna need to do, right? Yeah. If if the six doesn't go out there like we think, charge it can sit off. Or, mm -hmm. or, or sorry, can go take the lead. If the six goes flying, charge it will sit off. I think Saez is really good about judging where that horse needs to be. Oh, definitely. He doesn't panic. Yeah. You know, he's just steady. Mm -hmm. And he rides for a lot of different people as well. So yeah. yeah. That's another thing, and, and I don't know about the hardworking part, but I'm sure, well, most of these guys are hardworking, these good she's ones. pretty hardworking. She's she's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's right about is, this. He's a pretty clean rider. Yeah. The guy who's riding for Lucas. Yeah, Kristen Torres. Now, you know more about this guy than I do. Oh, he's fantastic. What a meet mm -hmm. he has put together in his first full time. Mm-hmm. At Oakland, this is an incredible what this guy's done, and he's not. I mean, he's not in the elite field, right? Right. Yeah. You he's better watch. You better, now. Yeah. you better watch this guy. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of guys will will get going on this circuit. Uh, you know, Oakland, Remington, and then the next thing you know, there yeah. they are at the bigger one, and yeah, just just like this. I think he will come to Churchill, Dennis, uh, and I think he will make an impact. Well, uh, we've watched Doklon for years, and you don't see a guy come in here like this mm -hmm. and dominate. Now, it helped that he got with Diodoro. You know, Diodoro's won an awful lot of races. Well, any jockey, no matter who, it, you have to have. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I've heard D. Wayne brag on him 
and uh, you know, he's ran, he's uh, ridden yeah. last samurai the last two wins. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think this guy's an up and comer. I really do. Um, Dennis says, Saez uh, hates me. I can never get Saez right. Here's, here's why. Here's my theory on why. Okay. Dennis, you take a lot of chances. You, you try to get the odd horse, the weird horse, however you want to say it. And that's, I'd say not weird, but the odd horse, kind of the, the odd man out, the one that you think's got some potential, but nobody's really looking at. Well, size is going to beat a lot of horses like that. He's not going to mm-hmm. ride very many that you're going to bet on, right? And when he is on one that might fit what you're going to bet on, it's not as good a horse as what he's used to riding. And so I think that's probably why for how you play in your style, he's going to kill you a lot. And I could see how that would be the case. Yeah. Cause you think about it, it you know, Dennis is not the type of guy that's going to play a lot of shorter price. He'll, he'll play some, but you're not overall, he's looking for the value. Size is. just isn't on a lot of those horses because the ones that he are that, he, that he's on that's the tire prices they get bet down they do because he's on yeah because it's him yeah and he's usually riding for a big time jockey to, or a trainer too yeah what are your what do you think of Ricardo do you like I like Ricardo I like Ricardo I think he I think he's I think he does a good job mm-hmm. um I've seen him win an awful lot of races and uh He's one of those guys that gets himself in trouble sometimes. I don't know if other jockeys like him. He's kind of got a reputation, but yeah, uh, I like him. I don't mind betting him. That's for sure. Oh, I think if you're betting him, if you're if you're an owner, heck yeah, you want him on there. He's going to try to win the best he can. And oh yeah, he he does kind of. He can't help himself sometimes. He he can kind of bully his way around the track, but overall, he's gotten a lot better. I think about that than what he used to. Uh, that's for sure. So we'll he's see. very aggressive, yep. and uh, <laughs> yep. so if you want a guy that's going to get out there and, and, and not afraid of anything, you go with him. Yep. So yep. yeah, I like him a lot. I I don't I don't. There's not very many jockeys that I just don't like because I wouldn't I wouldn't be a jockey for I don't I don't even if I was good at it I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we talked about it off the air a little bit uh, after the Daily Show today because Flavian Pratt's, yeah. you know, getting a lot of uh, criticism, and I'm I'm not even get into it. I, it's whatever, you know, your opinion, whatever. But right. very few people that criticize these guys have ever been on a horse. No, and and, and I haven't either. And no. it, it's got to be really tough, really really tough job. Well. Okay, you, you, you go out and you watch a cowboy. Okay, look at the saddle he's got on that horse. Mm-hmm. Look how he's strapped in. Then take a look at these little jockeys. Barely strapped in. Well, they're, they're not, they don't even have a saddle. Right. Their feet are in stirrups, and that's pretty much how they stay on the horse. It looks to me like. Mm-hmm. That ain't easy. And this horse is flying. You know, so it's a, they're very skilled. They it's, are. It's a tough job. Uh, again, I'm not defending them. Like they do make mistakes. I get it. But it's also a job that 99.9% of the people that are, are criticizing them every day, they would never, ever do that. Ever do that job. Ever. First of all, there's not very many people in the world that can ride them because they're not small enough. Right? No, that's right. So, 
uh, not to mention the guts that it takes to do oh, that. But yeah, there, there's some good. that have a bad reputation and they've deserved it. But uh, you know, it is what it is. There, there's, there's some, a of, lot of, some of them. Some of them are jerks, but that's the way any profession is. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, so who who are you going with? Final thoughts. Who are you going with on top? I'm going with Coach just because I I just I, I could see this setting up to where this horse could come and and, and take him down. All right. Last. And I think he will stay. I think this horse will stay around two to one, something like that. All right. And if he does, I think it's logical to bet. There's going to be a pace duel here. Well, there could possibly. I should say it's there's enough speed to where Last Samurai should have a decent enough setup. So Last Samurai yeah. for you. I'm going to stick with charge it. We'll see how he gets bet. That's going to be the big caveat sure. there. And we might have to adjust depending on how he's getting bet. All right, let's go to the bathhouse rose stakes. Another race at a mile and an eighth. I like that we have back-to-back -back races at this distance. To mm -hmm. kind of compare the two, I think that'll be interesting on Saturday afternoon. Field of nine lining up for this one. The winner gets an automatic spot into the Preakness stakes. This used to be called the Oaklawn Invitational. Like I said, now it is the bathhouse row. All right, Papa, do field of nine. Uh, we don't have superstars here, but a pretty good betting race, I think. Uh, who do you like in this one? I, I saw where you thought this was the dumbest name for a race. Was it you that posted that? You can assume if somebody's tweeting, it's not me. I don't, okay, know, so I don't know if it was Magic or Jared, but I have okay. given up on uh, Twitter. So, no, it wasn't okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought maybe I'd explain why he's called the bathhouse stakes. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. Uh, so real quick. Uh, if you don't know, most people do. Hot Springs is named Hot Springs because they have hot springs. <laughs> right. And back in the old days, the 20s and 30s, before the polio vaccine, people that were polio victims came to Hot Springs and they had bathhouses where you would, it, uh, it, it helped you. Mm -hmm. It was a uh, treatment for your legs and lots of celebrities. Uh, came down there. Mm -hmm. So there's a row downtown hot springs called the bathhouse row. And that's where this, they get this name. I kind of like the Oakland invitation a little bit better, but anyway, yeah. uh, another just really fascinating race. I mean, one that's good. That's several can win. Uh, I settled on, on four of them. Um, you got victory formation at three to one. And again, there's questions about this horse. Mm -hmm. Four races, uh, very impressive in the first three, but when he went to a mile and an eighth in the Risen Star, not impressive. Finished mm -hmm. ninth. So he's at the same distance today or to, uh, Saturday. Is that an issue? Cox doesn't think so, obviously, uh, but we shall see. Very impressive in the first three races. Broke his maiden at Keeneland. Won an allowance at Churchill. Won a 250K stakes at uh, Oakland. And we both thought horse looked fantastic in that race and then not so good in the yep. recent start. And there could be all kinds of reasons why. So you got to look at that horse, though. Uh, then uh, Tappet Shoes, another Cox horse, comes in. Uh Four one and one. No, wait a minute. Uh, it's his first stakes race. Mm -hmm. It's been very impressive. Mm -hmm. First stakes for him. And so that one's one you, I think you got to look at. Then you got one that's ran very well at Oakland, this meet, very competitive, and that's the seven, two Eagles River. And then you got the favorite at two to one, 
Red Route 1, which we've discussed a million times mm -hmm. on this show. So you look for speed. Is there speed? Yes, there's some speed. Can Red Route 1 run him down and get that win he's looking for? To me, these horses aren't as good as some of the others he's had to run down. That's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. He's ever going to win one. It's this one, I yep. think. Yep. So I'm going to pick him. This is my last time. Oh, boy. I won't pick him again. <laughs> I, can't do, I can't do it. <laughs> well, he's he's bit you more than he has me. He, he's, he's dead. He's dead to me. He bit you in the Arkansas Derby bad. Dead to me. <laughs> okay, well, I can get it. I can get why. I see why. I I don't want anything funny to do like with him. you are. I don't care if I ever see him again. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm done. He, Would you agree? He has a better chance at this one. The horses that he has to catch, yeah, are not as good. Right, I agree. But he's dead to me, so I can't. Are you surprised him. they brought him back this quick? No, because I think Asmussen wants to get this horse in a race like the Preakness, and I think where you're going to run between now and then for this yeah. guy, I think this is it, right? It makes so, sense. He was he was already there. Yeah, yeah, and I think he just thought, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's give it a little bit of a shot. So, uh, yeah, listen, I I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay, I, I get it. Stupid thing he always does, and <laughs> I I don't feel like getting mad. So I'm <laughs> okay. That makes perfect sense to me. And if he wins, I'm not going to be upset. I mean, I like. Yes, yeah, you will. No, I won't. I like Aspuson. He's on Shoddy's fantasy team. I mean, it, there's there's good things about it. But if I bet him and he does what I think he's going to do, I'll be really mad. So <laughs> that being said, I'm all about the six victory formation. Okay, so he's going to bounce back. And that being said, I will be very mad <laughs> because here's the deal. Okay, now first of all, if if Saez is on this one, then obviously to me, he thinks victory formation is better than tap yes, absolutely. And he rode tap and shoes last time out, so yes. And now he's on victory formation, so okay, good check mark. I think he's better, the best of the cops. Yeah, okay, that's right. half the battle in any of these races right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of anybody else in the race. I don't think Two Eagles River wants to go this far. Probably. Um, I don't like any of the other ones that much. Uh, Steve has a good question. McPeak at a price. I thought about that with the one. End of the day, I just kind of feel like if Victory Formation can get back to his first three races, he will be really tough to beat. He should get out in front. He should go gate to wire. I agree. However, I, he's he's one other than Red Route One. He may be the maddest in the Risen Star victory formation, <laughs> and yeah. not because he lost, because he didn't show up at all. No. And I know he had a 13 post, and there was some pace in the race. He got ninth, beaten 15th. He he didn't show. He, he that, didn't do anything in the no, race. No, nothing. Super pissed me off. So he never ran a lick. This is his last chance. Last time out was Red Route One's last chance. You need to tell us the last chance race. It's the last chance you, right? No. no. Listen, yeah. that was it for Red Route One. This is it for Victory Formation. Dead to me if, if Got he it. loses. Very now, cool. Let me put it back. 
he's dead to me if he doesn't run well. I mean, if he gets second or third, but he puts out an effort, fine. Sure. But dead to me if you lose. I will say this. He sh- he should be the favorite and not the four. I I agree. I don't – it may end up happening like that. I think so, too. Yeah, he may be two to one in the in the four three to one. That's possible. I I think it should be the other way around. I do. I, yeah. I I was shocked when I saw Red Route One was two to one. I'll go back to Steve's comment real quick. What what's your thoughts on McPeak? Did you have any thought in any interest in the one horse? No, because I don't ever bet McPeak. <laughs> I just don't. He he kills me every time. I mean, he's the one. Like Dennis was saying, Saez. I can't. Yeah. Like, if I pick him, he his horse runs terrible. Yeah, yeah. And Go I just, ahead. I don't know. I just, no. Uh, yeah. Now I, I couldn't get there either. I mean, eight to one in this field. Yeah. I mean, if you want to bet a try or something like that, you might throw him in. Because mm-hmm. he Mark- might get there. You are going to get Hero says uh, uh, if if he wins, he's talking about uh, I think he's talking about victory formation. But uh, you know, if victory formation wins, it's going to flatter Angel of Empire. Well, you can say the same about uh, Interlock Empire. You can say the same about Red Route One. You can say the same mm-hmm. about Victory Formation, Two Eagles River. Like all these horses have faced Angel of Empire, so you that is going to be a narrative coming out of this race. It's like hey, yeah. if, especially if somebody looks really good. It's like yeah. Oh, Angel of Empire beat this horse. So that is something to keep an eye out for. Uh, Dennis asked about Powerful, the three horse. I don't have a lot of interest in him. Do you have any interest? No, I've looked at him once, and he ran like shit the day I looked at him too. So he didn't run good. So The Rebel, I could draw a line through. It's like, yeah, whatever. The next time out, uh, he he faced in the Hot Springs, he faced Iron Clover and Gun Pilot. He wasn't anywhere near him. I I don't know. I I, At one time, I thought this horse was – decent but he just he hasn't come around so no i don't think so um all right anything anything else uh before we move on you're gonna go with red route one i'm going victory formation oh oh here's a question for you before we move on okay any of these horses win do you think they are a threat in the preakness well we don't know the field yet but no (laughs) no yeah i wouldn't think so either um it depends on who goes on to the preakness but uh, See, that's the thing. After last year, uh, and, and and really two or three of the last four or five years, the Preakness has been a really awkward, weird situation. So, yeah. if it's like that again, yes. Yeah. If it's well. If Fickery Formation goes back to the form he showed, uh-huh. uh huh. In the what did he win? What was that one called that he won it? The Smarty Jones. Oh, he won the Smarty John, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he goes back to that and he blows this field away, then, then yeah, I'll probably say, yeah, he's got a shot in the Preakness, but he's going to have to show that. Red Route 1 is just one of those that this is the level of race he probably can win, and I'm not sure he can go above this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's probably accurate. Yeah. yeah. So we'll okay. see. I think this is going to be a really fun race to watch i think it's a very fun race yeah i am prepared to be disappointed again <laughs> <laughs> look, victory formation's on my fantasy team 
on on New Year's Day. I was driving home from Colorado. I actually I, I pulled over to get gas just to watch this race. He looked so good. I thought I've got a Derby contender. <laughs> and he did what he did at Fairgrounds, and I, I haven't gotten over it. So he's he was back. Bad. This is a Derby, uh, there or this is a fantasy race for us. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully he runs better. If not, he's done. If not, he might have to be struck from my memory forever. <laughs> like Red Route One. Well, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't acknowledge him anymore. Yeah, I know it's obvious. And, and harken back two weeks, three weeks ago, that was your Derby winner. I well, to be clear, Arkansas Derby winner. The, that's where I'm at. The Arkansas Derby. That was your winner, and you made a great case for what he was going to yeah. do, and yeah. he didn't do it. The funniest thing about it is that was on Florida Derby Day, and we had, I mean, we had a great day. Oh, yeah. Such everything was coming in at Florida. It was a beautiful day. And then right after that card, here comes the Arkansas Derby. And I was so, I got so mad watching that race because he's broke and he's dead last and he's doing the same shit as always. I'm like, oh, no, he didn't do anything that I thought he would do, you know? And no, he took that day not to It's like he's really acting like a dick today. Like he's not doing <laughs> shit. You know? Yeah, he took that day to just stay way back there and just never could make any kind of a headway that day. Well, he <laughs> died for me. All right. All right. Let's go on. Um, NHL playoffs. You want to do that? That's fine. All right. I'm going to pull them up. Now, we're not talking about these individual games, really, but we're talking about the series. Uh, we've seen uh, three games or, or two games, excuse me, we're seeing the second game of the series tonight for these four teams. We'll talk about first, these four games we'll talk about first. We've seen uh, a couple games for the other team as well. All right. Lightning and the Leafs. We're going to start with this one. So the Lightning dominate the Leafs in game one. All the pressure in the world now is on Toronto. The media is going nuts. Their fans are about to jump off ship. They played one game. The fans are done. Um, we had a, we had somebody from Toronto on the feed this morning. They said, stuck. <laughs> and if they lose tonight, we hope they get swept. We don't want to see them again. So that's the vibe in Toronto. Yeah. They got a game tonight. They got a goalie who couldn't stop shit in the first game. Nope. What's your confidence level in Toronto right now? <laughs> well, to set this all up, those of us that live in the United States that don't follow hockey – uh, don't realize what this means in Canada. <laughs> I thought about saying this on the show, and I, I thought of it too late. Toronto is kind of like um, the Dallas Cowboys are in the United States, or the New York Yankees are in the United States. That's the Toronto Maple Leafs in Canada. They live in a bubble. Oh, yeah. And it's intense. Well, and the issue is this. They have been extremely good the last five or six years. In the regular season, but they can't get out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Now, some of it is because they play really good teams in the first round of the playoffs, and others they've just choked yeah. and played just terrible. And last, uh, whatever night it was, Tuesday night was one of those games where they just were awful. And the pressure that is on them. It's just immense, and you, you you summed it up pretty well. It's kind of like Dallas. 
Uh, I think Dallas has the most pressure of any team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Doc, Doc says the Lakers, and that's for basketball. I would agree. They're yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they do. They've got a lot of – that's kind of the face of the NBA, sort of. But uh, they have just all kinds of pressure on them. They have got to win this game tonight. And the problem is they're playing a seasoned veteran hockey team (laughs) with a goalie who didn't play real well in the regular season. But when he's right, he can beat anybody anytime. Yeah. And I wouldn't bet a nickel on this tonight. I can see them laying another egg. They better get ahead. That's all I'm saying. They better jump out. If they, let's say Tampa scores in the first two minutes, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't either. Toronto's better. They are. They have, they have been better all year, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it don't mean nothing when it gets to this. You have got to win. I think if they somehow can win this game, I think this is stupid to say, but they may be better off going to the road for the next two games. <laughs> they may play better in Tampa. Oh, it's going to get bad. <laughs> so I agree. It's going to get bad. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. We'll see what happens. I, I will take Tampa right now to win this series. Well, the way you, you have to after what you saw the other night, because Tampa did not have a, a Tampa-like regular season, mm-hmm. and they didn't play well down the stretch at all. But they still got big-time playoff hockey players, and <laughs> sometimes that makes all the difference. So this is going to be interesting tonight. The mowers have just showed up at my house, so it might get loud on my end. Sorry uh, in advance for that. All right, let's talk about Rangers and the Devils. Rangers win game one. Can the Devils come back and win this series? What do you think? Doc says he's put plus money on the New Jersey Devils to win this thing. They're going to have to really rebound. What do you think? I went with them, too. I, I don't think they're as bad as they played in the first game, and I don't think the Rangers are that much better than they are like they were in the first game. I like both teams. I think the Rangers are very, very solid. Uh, the goaltending is exceptional. So I do think the Devils will bounce back. They're kind of like the the Leafs. They better score the first goal tonight. Mm-hmm. I think they're in trouble if they don't. I like the under. I think 3-2 might win this one. But uh, I, I picked the Devils. I think they're a little bit better than we think, and I know they're better than they played. Uh, the other night, that was a disaster. <laughs> I think the Rangers are still going to win the series. Oh, I do too. I'm going to go six, seven games. I think the Rangers do win the series. Though. I'll tell you what. I will say this too. I think we forgot to mention this on the Daily Show today. I don't think there's much of a home advantage for the Devils. I don't think there's home advantage for any hockey team, period. Well, I mean, I just think home ice, there may be more Rangers fans there than there are Devils fans. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That is fair. All right. Kraken and the Avalanche. Kraken got the big upset game one. Can they keep it going, though? That's the question. What do you think? Does Colorado come back and win the series? Well, I think the Kraken are vastly underrated, and Mm -hmm. we kept waiting all year for them to fall, and they never did. You know, they hung in there in a very tough – division and they they hung tough 
I think they surprised themselves. <laughs> and I think Colorado wasn't ready for the game, but maybe the difference was Seattle goaltending was unbelievable in that game. So that's what happens in these series. Can Colorado solve the goaltending, and can they play just a little bit better? They, they weren't on their game. So I think the Avalanche come back and win. Uh, I think this game, this series might go six, though. Um, I don't – I see Seattle winning another game before this is over with. I'm nervous about what that – like, that Seattle crowd's going to be a little bit tough to navigate. I know yeah. I said home advantage doesn't matter, but – it might be a little tough. They're going to have to. That's going to be a wild atmosphere. I think they lose a game up, out there. I do. It may come back 2-2. Yeah. Yeah. It may come back 2-2. Yeah, they better win this one tonight, I'll tell you. If they don't win tonight, they're they're in it's panic mode. They're in trouble. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They're in trouble. All Get right. up to the next team <laughs> we're going to talk about. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jets and the Knights. The Jets dominated game one. I mean, they, mm -hmm. they killed the Golden Knights. What do you think? I mean, I, I like the Jets to win the series. I liked them before game one. I thought the Jets would win the series. I feel really good about that right now. But do you see another side of it? Do you think, oh, no, I think the Golden Knights are going to kind of re-rally here? I'm not high on the Golden Knights at all, but I was shocked. Maybe not that they lost, but if you go back and look at the box score, they were dominated. In yeah. every place. Sometimes you see a team come in and win like that. And the like the Golden Knights would have had 43 shots and the other team had 21. And everything went in for the other team. And the Golden Knights couldn't get anything in. That was not the stat line. They were dominated. That is disturbing. And I I I picked them to come back tonight to win because I think they will. But when it goes to Winnipeg. You and I have seen Winnipeg a lot because they play the Blues a lot. That is a tough building to go win a game. Yep. And Winnipeg really went in a slump right after the All-Star break, and they didn't play very well for about three weeks. Yep. And they were in danger of not making the playoffs. In fact, they had to scramble to get there. But in the last two or three weeks, they turned it on and got to playing a lot better. They have talent. They've got players. And if their goaltending holds up and he's pretty good, I'm with you. I think they're they're going to win this series. If they don't win tonight, if Golden uh, Vegas doesn't win tonight, they're in big trouble. So the four teams that played tonight, all the game ones were upsets. And now you go to game two, the home teams are the favorites once again. Yeah. You said you've said it a few times. If they don't win tonight, they're in trouble. Who's the team out of these four? Maple Leafs, uh, New Jersey Devils, Avalanche, Vegas. Who's the one that you think has the best chance of losing tonight and going down 2-0? Uh well, because they're the Maple Leafs. Yeah, I honestly I think that's a fair answer, though. I know. I yeah. honestly think they're gonna bounce back because I think they their talent level. It's just that pressure they're under. I would pick the Devils to go down two to nothing uh, because the Rangers are really solid. Uh, even though I picked the Devils to win tonight, I picked all four of the teams that lost yeah. to win. To tonight. be clear, I did too, but I think Vegas is the team that has the best chance of losing tonight. Well, I hope the hell you're wrong because that's part of my parlay. <laughs> 
I, that's why I didn't do it because I, I don't know about them. I don't know about those bastards. They, I don't know. I just think they'll come back tonight. I, I really do. I would. I almost picked Colorado Vegas as my parlay. Well, tonight. okay, and like I said, to be clear, I picked Vegas to win because I don't. I don't envision them going down 2-0 either. However, out of the four, I do think they have the best chance of losing tonight. Here's why, here's why I didn't take Colorado. I'm worried about that Seattle goaltender. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, he he was great. Now, he's not that good as far as day in and day out. He, he hasn't really rose to that level, but he was great in game one. So yeah. we'll see. By the way, big big one here. Uh, out tonight for the Clippers. The game has just been taken off the board, according to Doc here. Um, he knows. You don't never question a doctor, so no. he's right. Um, that's big news. It, it's uh, bad news. I, picked, I picked Phoenix anyway, but it's off the board now. Because uh, so, I thought they were going to win anyway. But listen, the Clippers are in trouble. Yeah. What's what? When did he get hurt? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I that's that's news to me. So he has been, he's been unbelievable. Yes, that's if he's out, they're done. Uh, I don't think they win tonight without. No, him. I don't think they win another game if he's no. if he's out. So, nope. all right, let's quickly go through the four games going on on Friday. Talk about who we think is going to win the series. Uh, the Hurricanes are up 2-0 on the Islanders going into Game Three on Friday. Like I said, the games have been tight though. Oh um, yes, one mm-hmm. goal game the first game, the second game another one goal game that ended in overtime. I still lean Hurricanes. However, do you think the Islanders can make a series of this? No. I don't either. I think at the I, end of the I, day, the, Hur- the Islanders play just like the Hurricanes, only they're not as good as the Hurricanes. Yeah. I thought they played fantastic last night. I watched a lot of that game, and I thought they played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they win a game in, in New York. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go five. I got I got him four to one. Um, I I think you hit the nail on the head. I just don't think they can. I just don't think they're quite as good as Carolina. Carolina is another one of those teams we don't give them enough credit. I think they're pretty hard to beat. <laughs> Very. Yep. I agree. Tough to beat. I think the Hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, I think they take care of business. Yeah. All right. Here's this one. This I is tell you what. You've got this one pegged. It's 1-1 between the Panthers and the Bruins. And they've played six periods of hockey. I think the Panthers have played better than the Bruins in four out of the six. Mm -hmm. Easy win for the Panthers in game two. They come home. Is that going to be a wake-up call for Boston? That's the big question. What do you think about the series right now? I am pretty shocked that Florida's doing what they want to do. And Boston's not – they don't have an answer. You're absolutely right. I thought they dominated that game last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it the, was that the game where the uh, the Bruins tied it on a lucky goal? Yes. They, got, yeah. they, they gave up a shorthanded goal to the Bruins, and then right. the Bruins got a really lucky goal to tie it. The one that went off uh, the, the toe? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've watched so many games. I can't remember which was that which. That was it. Yep. Okay. Uh they may get the wake-up call. Sarah, here's the thing. They didn't play very good in game one, I guess, but they won the game, so they didn't need a wake-up call, I guess. You know? Exactly. You could say game one was they, – they were okay. They weren't dominant. 
but they were okay. Game two, they were not okay. The game was close until the last, but they didn't play very well. So are they not playing very well because they're not ready? How can that be? Mm-hmm. Or are they just getting their butts kicked? And, you know, we've said it from, you know, all season long, a team that plays this good in the regular season does not play well when they get to uh, – I, I don't know whether I mentioned this statistic the other day. Somebody brought it up. Thirty, The last 38 President Cup winners. No, I saw it on PTI. Mm-hmm. The last 38 President Cup winners, which means the team in the NHL with the best regular season record. Right. Has won the Stanley Cup eight times. Yep. Eight out of 38. So history has been set. I mean, there's a precedent here. It is hard to come back and do this again. If they lose tomorrow, if Boston loses, they're going to have to dig way down to win game four. Here's the deal. People, they look at teams in a whole 82-game season set. You you focus on the last 15 games of the year. The Panthers were the best, one of the best yeah. teams in the NHL. Panthers yep. had all kinds of injuries all year. They had trouble meshing together their new players that they got. If I, they had goaltending that was at times not great, all of it got solved. They got healthy. They're meshing together. They've got the young kid lying in at goal who's playing great. He's playing great. They're not – listen, and listen to this very carefully. The Bruins are not that much better than mm-hmm. Florida. They're not. Their roster is not. Now, I think the Bruins are going to win. Game three, I think we're going to win the series. This is not a mismatch. This is no. not. This Florida Panther team that in their current state is more like a three seed than an eight yeah. seed. And that's the goaltending has solidified them, don't you think? It, it's a yeah, oh, a thousand percent. And yeah. here's the deal. It could fall apart with the goaltending because it hits a, it's a young goalie mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere. There were no thoughts of this guy being a great goalie, kind of a Bennington type of situation. Absolutely. 19. And we all kind of felt it at 19 and it never fell apart, but we were waiting. We're like, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. It could fall apart with Lyon. There's no doubt. This is not a a, a David versus Goliath. It's not. And that's what the narrative that the national press is trying to push. Oh, these poor Florida Panthers and against these dominant Boston Bruins. It's not that big a margin. It's mm-hmm. really not. I still think the Bruins get it done. I do think they're a little bit better, but they're not a lot better. No. And that's why there's I took no, a shot with the Panthers in game two. There's no such thing as dominant teams in hockey. Okay, it's, but look, no. if Boston was playing the Islanders, I would call for a sweep. That's what I'm saying. The Islanders, I don't think, can match up with Boston at all. Like they're a true. What you're saying is don't look at the Panthers record because it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. It's meaningless. They made the playoffs and they made the playoffs playing fantastic hockey over the last month of the season. And that's exactly what the Blues did. That's what the Blues did in 2019. And another thing, the Bruins have been playing meaningless games for a long, long time. And you lose your edge. Mm -hmm. You suddenly have got to amp it up. Now, maybe they will. In game three. 
And that's the other thing about it. The, the Bruins have the big prize on their mind. And I think these first two games, they haven't played as good as yeah. they can. I We're think gonna they're going to battle back. We're going to find out tomorrow. If they win tomorrow night, they're going to win the series. If, if, even if they lose tomorrow night, I wouldn't go as far as say that they're going to lose the series. No, but they're in trouble. It This thing's going six, probably. And it might go seven. They're in for a battle because the, the Panthers – they can roll out four lines with them. They're they're just as physical as they are, and they've got the top end stars. So it again, I'm not picking Florida to win the series, but this is going to be tough. And Boston better play pretty darn well the rest of the series. Yep. All right, this is a total crapshoot for me. Oh. Dallas and Minnesota. It feels like a seven game series already, and they've only played two. <laughs> You tell me who's winning this. I have, no oh, I have no idea. I have no clue. No, this is one you just sit and watch them knock the crap out of each other. Basically, these are the two least teams in the in the whole NHL that you would think would play a seven three hockey game, and that's what it was in game two. I that's mean, right. I, I have no idea what's going to happen here. Listen, the Stars looked as good as anybody last mm-hmm. night. Man, they played well. They Pretty responded much. to getting beat up game one. They did. They played great, and I've criticized them all year. Uh, but it was like a month ago they had 14 ties. Mm-hmm. They didn't tie anybody in the last month or so. They've been playing a lot better. Yep. So I think they're going to win because the Wild can't get out of the first round either. Mm-hmm. So I do think I, if I was going to pick, I'd pick Dallas because if you've noticed, when's the last time Minnesota won a series? Yeah, It's been a long time. So they're, time. they struggle yeah. also. Yeah. I think Dallas is a little better at goaltending than Minnesota. I, I think that'll be the difference. I don't know what Minnesota's doing with their goalies. It's No, I don't I think don't they know. know either. We'll see. I, I guess I'll take Dallas as of now. Um, that could change after game three. I, I don't have a good read on that one. So yeah. Finally, last one we'll talk about. Oilers and the Kings. Hey, Oilers completely blew game, game one. Idiots. They tried to blow game two. Yeah. I still think the Oilers are a much better team, but what do you think? I mean, are they going to beat them like we think, or, or what's going to happen here? Well, McDavid's going to have to get going. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't scored. Not saying he's played bad. By the way, is Dry Seidel, Saddle, whatever his name is, is he not as good as McDavid? That guy is yeah. good. They've got two studs, don't they? Yeah, they do. And that Kane is good. That's a solid team. Um, the Kings goaltender is playing out of his mind. He is really playing well. Can he keep that up? That's a key. Oilers, a little shaky, but he played pretty good when he had to last night. That was a must win for them. That was a wake, uh, not a wake up, but they answered the bell. They got down 2-2 and came back and won it. I think that proved a lot. They could have easily lost. So I like the Oilers to outlast them. That may go seven also. It's entirely possible. You're mute. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Can you can you hear me? There we go. Got you okay. now. Yeah. Uh, right. Mike come, came unplugged on me. Um, okay. They're going to show up and either dominate these two games in L.A. And it's like, okay, they just dicked around. Or 
it's going to be a two-two series going going back, and then it's going to be a seven-game series. That's yeah. what I look at it. I think so too. They they are very dangerous every time they get the puck. And I thought they played good last night. I did that third period. They played really well. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yeah. All right. You said you got questions for us. Let's hear it. You said you. By the way, that's a, Edmonton's a pretty crazy place about hockey too. Yes. <laughs> did you see all those people outside last night? Yes. That was, that was crazy. It was definitely wild. I just wonder what the temperature was outside. It's still probably pretty cold in Edmonton this time of the year. Of course, like that didn't bother cold. them. No. All right, here we go. I think I already know the answer, but anyway. Your biggest pet peeve in horse racing. Oh, boy. What do you mean? Biggest pet peeve in horse racing. Tell you the one I hate the most. Okay. (laughs) I hate getting told... You should have done this. You should have done this right after the race ends. <laughs> okay. I like that. That there's someone, I won't mention his name, on the Racing Dudes team that is the worst <laughs> in the history of the world about that. You know who I'm picking. You've known it all week. And as soon as they cross the wire, well, you should have done this and this. <laughs> Yeah, tell me before the race. It was like, really? Well, actually, you know, I should have done this, 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 this straight because I know who finished one through four. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so easy to tell people what to do when you know the results, right? And I mean, yeah, that's my that's one of my worst. I hate that one. There's a lot of pet peeves in horse racing. Yeah. Uh, you know what mine is. I cannot stand after the race is over. When you lost, whoever it is you're standing by, and they lose, and they they blame it on the jockey. I just cannot stand that. Because the race before, they may have bet that jockey, and he won, and that's the greatest jockey that ever lived. And then the very next race, they bet the same jockey, and he doesn't win. Oh, that guy. guy, why did he do that? You know, that's my biggest bet. I cannot stand that. I just – and own it. You know, own it. You missed the race, okay? It's not a crime to miss the race. It's hard to get the race right. Yeah. yeah. Don't, I mean, all of us kind of, I, I know I do. I feel like a dummy when I don't get it right. But it's hard to get them right. It really is. Yep. yep. And most of the time, it's your fault. <laughs> Both are both are definitely pet peeves of mine for sure. I agree with both are yours and mine. I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a pet peeve in life? Mm. Something that just bugs you to no end. Probably when somebody tells me what I should have done after the results of a race would be my <laughs> pet peeve in life as well. So so that's your <laughs> when I spend all day with you and you never say a word, and when they cross the wire, you go, Well, why didn't you play the three on top? <laughs> So that's your pet peeve in life, too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Well, I got one. And this is because I taught government for a long time. I hate it when these candidates get up and tell you what they're going to do when they're <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and it always makes me so mad because 
especially a, a governor or a president or anybody really mm-hmm. president. Okay. If I said it once, I said it 900 times when I was teaching government, the president cannot make laws. He does not have the power to do that. Right. So when a presidential candidate's getting up there saying he's going to change health care and he's going to do this and he's going to do that, he's not going to do shit. It's not going to happen. It takes Congress. Congress passes the laws. That's what legislate means. <laughs> right. And I get so mad. And then you got somebody running for Congress and they're going to do this. They're one out of 535 people. Right. How is one person going to do that? They're not. No. That's my big. I get so mad of listening to this crap. Well, that makes sense. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Next one. Okay. Have you ever had a surprise party thrown for you? No, never. (laughs) Nope. Never have. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I have, and you know. Yeah. And uh, you were with me whenever this happened, and uh, my wife's standing right here. I retired a couple of years ago from teaching, and I vehemently, adamantly told her, no. Don't do it. No surprise party. That's not me. It's just right. simply not because I don't – I'm not – I'm one of these people like if it's my birthday, do not – and we go out and eat. Don't come around and sing happy birthday to me. Right. <laughs> I'm with you there, yeah. That is embarrassing to me. Yeah, I hear you. If you, got, if you like it, that's fine. But I don't. Yeah. And anyway, so I told her, I said, go out to eat with Aaron and Heather. That will be great. I would love to do that. It will be fine. So, okay. Well, I just had little hints throughout that day that something was going on. Like it just, there was an undercurrent at school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, you know what happened? We show up to the restaurant, the four of us, and of course mm-hmm. everybody's there that she's invited and you've had a big hand in it too. And I just want to say this. I'm so glad she did it. <laughs> is it that bad, is it? No, it was really sweet. Everybody yeah. was there and it was the right people. You and Andy, the guy I coached with so long, and Sandy got the right people there. There was no one there that shouldn't be. Right. And there wasn't that many. And it was kind of intimate. And it was really good. So I'm glad she did it. Well, there you go. Even though I don't like to do that kind of stuff at all. All right. What is one brand that you identify with or one brand that you love? That could be uh, anything there is. Anything there is. It could be food. It could be clothing. It could be cars. It could be whatever. Something that you just really like because of the brand. You can't think of anything? I don't have anything. <laughs> this guy right here. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy right here. <laughs> I don't have anything. Russell. You've always been that way. You don't care about anything. I mean, not I'm not no. I mean, nothing bothers you. No, I, I don't I, I I seriously I'm trying to think. I just I can't no really. I mean white claw, not not really. No. Um <laughs> 
I don't. I I just I don't. I don't honest to that. honest to God, this doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, uh it, it you know I I would say Nike, but I don't not anymore. It's not. Well, that's me. I it's Nike. Yeah, I don't wear Nike shoe or anything. I uh, my wife calls me a Nike snob. Yeah, I really don't know where that comes from. I'm not a snob, but I'm a snob when it comes to Nike. And yeah. there's a couple of reasons. One, we had a sporting goods store. Nike made me a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very partial to them. But I love the way their clothing fits me. Mm -hmm. And other brands, I have nothing against Under Armour. It just doesn't fit me the same for some reason. Yeah, I, I I do like Nike clothing, but it's not <laughs> not anymore, really. I mean, it's whatever. Oh, I won't wear anything, but really, I mean, I will wear Under Armour, but I don't like it. <laughs> Adidas, forget it. I'm not wearing Adidas. Although I do have some blue stuff that's Adidas because that's the sponsor. But <laughs> it's funny, Doc. I just I don't. Uh, yeah, OG handicapper. There it is. That's mine right now for sure. As long as they're paying us, sure. OG Handicapper. Um, there are certain uh, brands of food that I will not waver from. Yeah, I get. I mean, but I don't. I don't really like. Not me. <laughs> I guess I should say I don't. You know. I have to have Heinz ketchup. Okay. So I like Heinz ketchup, but that's not I don't identify with Heinz ketchup. See, it's a, gonna be in my house. I can eat a different ketchup in a restaurant because I have no choice sometimes. Right. But there um, better not be a different brand of ketchup in my house because I'm not eating it. It's not happening. Yeah. I have to have Vlasic pickles. No, it's eating sandwich. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not true. Is there like a uh uh a chain of restaurant. <laughs> and women always get shit. So being, being, I, listen, I'm not being indecisive. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything. Um, listen, Trish, that's the way he is. Chain of, chain of restaurant. Uh, it's the way he is. I just, I, I don't have anything. I got nothing. There's not like a certain brand of pizza that's a chain that you would go to first. No. No? No, no I, I I like, I now I say with like my food, I like local places. Yeah, I know. Like when I go places, I have local places. I, mean, I don't eat at a chain all that often. When is the last time okay. you've bought some clothing that's not like dress up clothes like whenever you go to the derby or something that you have to have. <laughs> it's honest honestly, it's probably been 10 years. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Not counting now listen. Hold on. Hold on. Not counting now shoes I buy. No, no, no. No, we're not counting about shoes. Clothing I usually get what I wear for Christmas and what's given to me for free. <laughs> you see, folks, when you work at home, clothing well, is not essential. I haven't I haven't worked at home the last ten years though. I just don't buy clothes. I don't 
Well, since I retired, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I've not bought one article of clothing myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, um, Sandy's bought me a couple of things, but that's it. Pizza Hut or Papa John's? Pizza Hut for me on that one. That's an easy one for me. Pizza uh, I got to go Papa John's. Okay. I'm not crazy about either one of them. Oh, we our sixth race is running here that we our seventh race, sorry, that we talked about on the show. You picked the eleven out of the hat, didn't you? I did. You won. <laughs> That's hilarious. The eleven just won the seventh, and Papa Duke picked it out of the hat today at on the show. So yeah, for those of you that didn't follow that, I had no idea. I had four horses I liked. So I got a piece of paper and put the four numbers in my, I don't know what happened to it. But anyway, my blues uh, beanie and drew the 11 out of the hat. And that's exactly what Sandy would I and I would do on a race like that at the track. I'd there say, it is. Give me a piece of paper. We're going to tear it up, put it here. You draw it out. And that's who we're going to bet on. So The hat wins. The it hat. won't do that very often, but it did today. Ah, Keelan has been so good to me today. Trish says, I am with you. It's been very good. I'm two races away from hitting both pick fives. Oh, my God. Yeah. The pressure grows. Now, did you uh, change some of the stuff that you and I do together today on Keelan? No. So what we both kind of picked there is coming through? Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's doing really well. All right. That, it, it's an odd day. I've, I mean, we've had a couple of winners, like on top winners, but all the exotics are coming. All exotics have come through. Yeah. And uh, so it's been good. Yeah. And I think just to end this, uh, oh, yeah. it's time pretty, to go here pretty quick. You know, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make when they're first going to the track is they try to do too many exotics and they don't even know what they are. Mm-hmm. You're better. It's a simple tip. Just go, go bet wins, maybe throw an exacta in every once in a while, maybe do a pick three. Don't worry about pick fours, pick fives. Yep. Your first time you're going to lose your butt. Yeah. You true. Very true. I agree. When you're starting out, Bet small, bet wins, try to get yeah. the hang of it, go on from there for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like I get a lot of pick threes. I do. Yeah. I don't make a lot of money on them, but every once in a while, bang, you'll you'll hit a biggie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and pick threes are not expensive. A 50 cent pick three is not expensive and it's fun. No, no so not at all. Yeah. And like I said, you play them for three dollars and try to pound them or five dollars and you get payouts like we're getting on the rockets today, and that's exactly why we did it. That's so. right. And exactly. The other bet that, that if you go in a group uh, that I can suggest, and, and, and you, you will too, bet a show parlay. All of you just get together, yes. yeah. chip in your money, and when you get it right, just roll that money back over into the next one. That's a fun when you're at the track bet, for sure. A bunch With of friends. guys. Yeah, put a bunch of you together. All of you chip in like five bucks to start. I remember that day. I'll never forget. That's one of the most fun days I ever had at the track. We were at the Arkansas Derby one day. There was, what, eight of us? Yep. And we all chipped in five bucks. And I think each of us walked out of there with $100 that day. Yep. Yep. It was fun. We hit it. We hit like six or seven in a row. We were going I think we hit eight in a row. Eight in a yeah, row. Yeah, and we were all together, and it was fun. Yeah. And what we would do is 
Mm -hmm. All eight of us would pick a horse, and whoever got the most votes, whichever horse got the most votes, is who we would throw in there. Yep, and that that way's fun. You can also Kelly and his his friends. What they do, they just pass it. This guy has it. Pass it to the next guy for the next race. He has it. He makes the decision. Then he yeah. passes it to the next guy yeah. for the next race. That's too much pressure. But anyway, they like to do that though because they like to sit up there and give each other shit all day. That's and I've seen them do it, and it's yeah. it's freaking hilarious to be around those guys during that yeah. show parlay. Because you know, what happens is Kelly will pick one that's like twenty to one. Like he tries to get the he big, gets the big know, money. Yeah. Well, he'll hit one, and they've got a couple of grand, and yeah. they always have one friend that's like, "Let's just cash it out." And so then yeah. they make fun of him for you know he's a what are you doing? You can't just cash it out. You know you got to play the whole way through, and then. One guy always misses it. And so yeah. anyway, it, it's there goes your parlay. Yeah. yeah. But it's a lot of fun. But you got to have a bunch of guys that get along. You, you do. Yeah, like you those guys are childhood friends. Yeah. You, you can't have a guy there that thinks he knows more than everybody no, else. No, no, no. And so I remember that day. We had, That was just the perfect group that yeah. we had that day. And we had so much fun. Yeah, we did. For sure. Yeah. That was a good day. Yep. Has Papa Dude been to Keeneland? No, he won't go anywhere, Trish. So. <laughs> Can't talk him into it. So he won't leave his house. I've got to get up there. I've got that's not that far. I no, mean, you can drive I mean, there. No yeah, problem. I need to go there. Yeah. All right. We're getting off of here. We've got yep. uh, a lot going on today. We have got to get going because uh, Magic Mike's coming up here pretty soon. I've got to text my friend Patrick. I'm going to be on VEASAN here in the next 20 or 30 minutes, probably. So. All right. You're gonna be on uh, if you want to. If you have a Vison subscription, you can go watch that right now, or well, 20 30 minutes from now. A lot going on, and then Blinkers Off comes on at 5 30. So just keep on keeping on, folks. Just got a lot of content going on. We're getting closer to that derby. We'll have a lot of content coming up for that, obviously, as well. All right, Papa Dude, any final thoughts? Nope, nope, good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to get off here. We'll see oh. you on Dude to Bet Daily tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow, guys, on Dude to Bet Daily, and we'll see you right back here on the channel for a couple more shows. So, see you soon. Like this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports, it's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports, where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports, time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. <laughs>